Welcome to the Morning Upgrade Podcast with Ryan Cote, where we feature casual conversations with entrepreneurs about personal development and growth. Hey, Paul. Welcome to the Morning Upgrade Podcast. How's it going? Hey, Ryan. What's going on? Oh, not much. Yeah, so we've we've known each other for a bunch of years now. When did we first get connected through Ballantyne, through some of the marketing associations that we belong to? Absolutely. I've seen you and known you for so many years at uh, networking associations, and it's been fun. Yeah, I'm excited to have you on my podcast. So why don't you introduce yourself, you know, who you are, what you do for a living, and then give us a give us a win that's happening in your life right now, something you're grateful for. Well, first off, I'm thrilled to be here. I, I think this is awesome what you're doing and such a great message. I'm the owner and creative director of Aviate Creative. We're a creative agency, mostly specializing in manufacturing and technology. And then we do anything from branding, websites, print materials, copywriting, that kind of stuff. In addition to that, I also, I'm a published illustrator, published fine artist, and a professor. So I keep my days full. The win right now, we've been seeing a lot of success. So my business has been kind of growing pretty quickly. And what's even... <laughs> More exciting for me at the t- at this time than the growth is that I think we're finally at a point where my employees, my newer employees, are really kind of showing more independence, and I'm able to delegate more work off. So that's that's kind of a thrilling thing for me, just to be able to uh, rely on more people than myself. I didn't realize you were a professor and an illustrator. What do you illustrate? So I've been illustrating since I don't know 1997 or something. Um, so I illustrate everything from, well, I mean, I don't do it that often, but uh, it's part of my collection of services, let's say. But I've illustrated everything from book covers and magazine spot illustrations to parts on websites to animations to the full, the, really the full gamut. Right now, my most known style, like I, I, I actually used to teach illustration, so I work in lots of styles, but uh, my most popular style is probably my oil painting. And that's what I do my fine art painting in. And I have those uh, showing in some galleries and stuff as well. You mentioned your business growing and what's contributing to that. Is there a singular thing or is it a combination? It's it's a long story, but let's let's sum it up with, I I worked with a marketing coach for a little while and we reworked my business to be much more niche marketing driven. So I used to be a generalist company. So I've had my company for 17 years. And for a long time, uh, it went up and down in size. And I kept being told that I needed to niche down into markets. And eventually, I, I finally listened. And when I did, it it took a while. It, it I had to work at it for a good year or so to really get it to where it needed to be. But now it's just taken off. So we built a really great reputation in manufacturing and technology. and so. Instead of us trying to convince customers to use us, now people are finding us and saying, "You don't even have to sell me, Paul. Like we we trust you. We know you. You know you have a great reputation. We want to work with you." So it's it's been a like a total flip the script situation where now people are seeking us out instead of us seeking them out. So it's it's really exciting. It's it's how we got reconnected recently because we we in the digital marketing space we work with a lot of manufacturing industrial right. companies. And uh, we were, you know, 2022, we started running away from website, website design projects like they were coming at us with an ax. <laughs> and so I was like, well, I need to be able to refer them, refer clients to someone that we trust. And then I came across your website. And I'm like, oh, Paul's doing manufacturing now. And so anyway, like 
to yeah. go back to your message, the niching down. Yes. I mean, we, for us with the manufacturing, it's not our only niche, but it's a big core niche. And so yeah. like the whole sales process, when you're, you're showing the logos of who you work with and case studies, and it just like, it gets easier and easier. The more clients you have, it becomes like that snowball effect. So that's right. 100%. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and, and to work with a partner that not only gets it, but they, you guys complement our services. That's, that's just a really big win on both sides. So that's great. Yeah. So for those listening, if you're considering niching down, you obviously have to think about what niche you're going to pick. And, you know, there's, you know, that's a whole process, but you'll see that, like, like Paul said, when it, it might be a little slow to start, but if you get a few clients in that niche and you have some social, social proof, it does get, it definitely does get easier. Yeah. We did a lot of homework in it where we would, we did a lot of interviewing in that area. We, we write a lot of articles for it. We, we did a lot of, uh, just education and and trying to understand things and got involved in all sorts of associations. So it wasn't like this like instant thing, but it it was well worth it. It and it, like you said, it kind of snowballs. So it's it's been that snowball is getting bigger and and gaining momentum, and that's really exciting. Good. I'm glad we mentioned this. I already know what the, the title of this podcast is going to be: niching <laughs> down you know, with Paul. So let's turn to personal development. Uh, what do your mornings look like? Do you have a do you have a routine? As much as this podcast is called the morning upgrade, uh, my mornings, I'm a terrible morning person. I am um, uh, much more of a night owl. I always have been. So, But my morning routines definitely are pretty loaded. I like to be a hands-on dad. So a lot of it's getting my kids out and ready for either school or camp now that it's summer. I want to stay relatively physically fit. So um, pretty much every day I'm, I'm doing a routine of stretching trying to work out or run a couple times a week if I'm if I'm not too busy with everything else in life. And uh I quit coffee a while back. So but I still need the caffeine. So I'm I'm a big matcha drinker now. I don't know if you drink mm. matcha at all, but that's um been part of my morning routine these days. So I actually stopped drinking coffee about two months ago too. I still have caffeine in the morning. I replaced it not with matcha, though I've heard of that. I replaced it with a, a supplement called Early Bird. Oh interesting. And it's Caffeine from coffee bean extract, it's electrolytes and it has like uh, amino acids and some some herbs for like brain health and yeah. brain and focus. I love it. Like, like oh, it's so much more than coffee. It's like it's like when I when I drink that during my morning routine, it's like game on, you know? That's it's ready to go. You know, it's like a it's like a switch has been flipped, you know? Yeah, absolutely. You said you're a night owl. Well, do you have a nighttime routine or is it more just uh working on stuff or do you have a routine uh, that I mean, I, you know, settles you in? I, so some, some nighttime routine, one main thing, but so I'm, I work a lot and it's not when you own your own business or multiple businesses, it, you know, it becomes a passion in a lot of ways, but also an obsession probably in some ways. So I work a lot, but then I always make sure that I have a separation of work to sleep in the sense that I'll, I'll try to relax with my wife and watch a, a show or, or just relax uh, for a while. But one thing that I've picked up, I've been doing for over a year now, I think, is uh, meditating at night. So mm-hmm. I probably spend 15 to 20 minutes doing some meditation at night. And that's been really awesome and helpful and uh, just great for like personal growth and personal. I had a lot of issues with anxiety through, like as a lot of people did through the middle to end of covid it was, you know, loaded with other reasons and stuff, but the meditation helped a lot with that. But now it's it it's branched off into much more than just 
anxiety and much more into other areas of personal growth. So that's been exciting. I'm with you in terms of the meditation and, uh, you know, I, I like you, I try to move every day. I do move, move every day, some form of exercise, but I also meditate every day. Cause I look at it as like the workout for your mind as you, yeah. as you saw it, it seems like it, you said it calmed your anxiety. Is that what you said? That's the main reason I started. Yeah, absolutely. How long did it take you to feel those effects? Well, it was in a combination of things, but it needs to be like refreshed in a way. But um, I do very, for that purpose, I, I use, uh, currently I use Headspace for meditation um, mm-hmm. on my phone. I never used to, but now I do. And they have a really great course and series of meditations that lead you through and educate you on anxiety. So that's like a 30-day course. And that's um, that's been really helpful. And I've done it actually a few times because it it kind of like just walks you through ways to uh to re like rethink things and reorganize the way you kind of approach subject matters that are anxiety driving and stuff like that. So it's been it's been interesting. Headspace is good, calm is good, the app. I use Insight Timer. They're all mm-hmm. rock stars in the meditation space. Yeah. All good choices. Question for you. In terms of the topic of happiness, is there anything are you intentional? And not just just happiness, but just like living a fulfilling life, a life that just fills your cups. Maybe it's whatever happiness or fulfillment. Is there anything you do intentionally every day or every week that feeds that? Absolutely. You know, I think that some, from the outside perspective, you see some people and you're like, oh man, they're just naturally happy or they're just naturally like, you know, oh, they're so lucky or whatever. And I now, I think, over the years, I've learned that very often that's not by accident or by chance, that's by design. And so, you know, and I, I respect that more now in my life than I ever have before is that some people will say, you know, they, they, they just aim from optimistic viewpoint. I had a lot of philosophy of thinking it from a worst case perspective in terms of like, what's the worst that can happen? And then, you know, oh, that's not so bad. So let's go for it kind of thing. Well, I realized that that actually was contributing to my anxiety and a negative viewpoint in life. And therefore, I've kind of changed a lot of that. So now I have a much different perspective on the future, on optimism and stuff like that. So so in, in general, I would say like, one, I choose to be to have fun and be silly in the mm-hmm. sense that I think a lot of people are self-conscious and you know, worried about what other people are going to think. And I'm just like, I don't care. I want to be silly with my kids. I want to be silly with my employees. Like I've always found that the more fun and more silly you have, the more confident you actually come across and the more you just enjoy life and the more you smile and the more you smile, more people smile around with you, you know? So I think that's a choice in general. And then, you know, just being grateful for what you have and grateful for life and, and the earth and, and, you know, family and everything else, you know, just, I think I try to, you know, (laughs) you think of Stuart Smiley or whatever, standing in the mirror saying like his daily routine or whatever, but in general, like I think it's important to remind yourself of, of what is good in life and what you should be grateful for. So yeah, I'm glad you mentioned the, uh, the part of being silly. I I do tend to gravitate towards that and mm-hmm. I, I sometimes i feel like i'm like michael from the office so i tend to like want to <laughs> make the dumb jokes or have like the number one boss mug that no one got me i got myself you know and like 
I find myself maybe holding back sometimes. I, I buy it more towards a goofy end or try like, like to make jokes, but not as much as I would like to be. I find myself holding back, but yeah. you're saying that you found it better for you at least just to be more authentic and just let that silly side fly. And, yeah. and, you, and you said you, you've seen positive things from it. Absolutely. Uh, a couple of notes to that would be like, I've had a bigger, deeper appreciation for dad jokes now only recently because a lot of people are like moaning groan when they hear a dad joke and i'm like do you understand what's actually happening that dad or whoever says the dad joke it doesn't have to be a dad they're trying to make you smile you know they're trying to cheer up the room and they're trying to lighten the the, the feeling you know and i'm like that's beautiful you know like why why moan and groan about that so it's a cheesy joke but they're that's somebody trying to make a a, a more positive impact on their the moment, you know? So I, I definitely think that there's a lot of good there. You know, I, I, I learned a long time ago, you know, I, I remember being in a, in an Irish pub when I was in college and some song came on and I just, I just had fun with it and danced, whatever. And it changed my whole perspective because all of a sudden I was like, Oh my God, like people are actually like responding in such a positive way to me, just having fun and being in the moment. And like that guy's changed my whole perspective on it. It was like, that was so much stronger than being self-conscious and worrying what other people were thinking about my dancing. Now they were like enjoying it. And even though I wasn't a good dancer at the time, I was still just having fun and they just want to have fun with you, you know? So it just like, it changed a lot of my perspective on that. That's true. Yeah. Just being yourself and just not worrying about what other people think about you. You know, with, with the dad jokes, you made me think or being silly. You made me think <laughs> you're making me laugh. Cause I was thinking about, uh, I don't, it was maybe like a few months ago and I was bringing or a couple months ago, I was bringing my one daughter to softball and she had to softball practice and she had to leave early because she had to go somewhere else. Right. And she's like, well, how will I know when it's time to leave? And I was like, well, I'll be on the side. And if you see me doing jazz hands, that means, <laughs> that means we have to leave. And she's like, please don't. It's, and it's I, our and job <laughs> to embarrass the heck out of our kids. Right. And like, I, you know, so it's funny. So, the other day, my kids, uh, I have two daughters and they're the same age, they're twins. And they were embarrassed by something I did. And they're just, they're eight years old. So they're just showing that embarrassment. And I was like, and somebody said something and they were like feeling bad for me. And I was like, no, this is what I want. <laughs> I was like, I've been trying to embarrass them for years. And finally they're getting embarrassed. I'm like, this is perfect. Now I get to have fun with it. You know? So yeah. I think that's great. I tell my daughters, you just don't realize how cool I am yet. You know, it's good. You know, eventually you're going to realize it, maybe, you know. <laughs> good luck. Good luck. I didn't say when that was going to happen. It could be That's 20 right. years from now. But all right, Paul, I got one last question for you. What is my last question going to be? That is a great question. I want to talk to you about challenges. Uh, we'll end with that. And then, we'll, and then we'll, we'll, the real end will be you telling everyone how they can learn, learn more about you. But my last question for you is about challenges in business. How do you handle them personally? Do you tackle them head on? Do you have like a specific way you handle challenges? Because we're always dealing with them. So how do you personally handle them? Depends on the challenge. So one thing I learned a couple of years ago, which I like, is if you can get it done in five minutes or less, just literally do it immediately. Don't add it to your to-do list. Don't do anything else. Just, just do it and get it done and out the door, right? But if it's more significant, which you know a real challenge is going to be more significant than that, it depends on what it is, but I think a big part of it is truly understanding the root of the concern or issue or challenge in the sense that like, for me, a lot of challenges come 
in terms of my clients, they're trying to create a, some kind of website or brochure or whatever. And a lot of designers, a lot of artists will just design something that looks pretty or, or quickly functional or something. But one thing I've learned and matured into, I think, is understanding the perspective of the end user, the end buyer. So like, what are, what is that person, what do they actually care about? What are their pain points? What are their concerns? And like getting to the root of that solves everything. We talked about manufacturers earlier. And if, if a manufacturer is selling a sprocket, they don't care if the sprocket is like 0.2 diameter and this kind of metal, they might care about that eventually. What they really care about is, is is it going to work on, you know, when it needs to, is it going to be reliable? Is it going to be delivered on time and so forth. So if you get to the root of what that buyer actually cares about, that's when everything else falls into place because then that tells you like how to achieve that challenge and how to fix that and so forth. So I don't know if I answered your question as directly, but that's what I would say. Not at all. No, you did. No, I think what you're saying is expectations, communication, especially in our businesses. Yeah, that's like, uh, that's super crucial. So yeah, absolutely. Very good advice. Well, Paul, this was great. It was a lot of fun. If people want to connect with you, where should we send them? My agency website is aviate, as in aviator. So aviatecreative.com. And then uh, from there, there's, you know, we're on every set social platform. So if you look for aviate creative on social platforms, that's uh, a great way to get in contact with me. For my fine art, it's paulkishyfineart.com. You can just do a quick search and I'll probably come up in any way it works. Perfect. Thanks, Paul. Great job. Awesome. Thank you. I appreciate the time. Thanks for listening to the Morning Upgrade Podcast. Please subscribe and review. And don't forget to visit us at morningupgrade.com for more content.